Welcome to the Restore More podcast, where real women share real stories of what God has done in their lives and in their marriages. We're so glad that you've joined us today. Sit back and enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome back to another edition of the Sister Sessions on the Restore More podcast. We're so glad that you're here with us today. So I am Megan, and I am here with my sister, Alexandra, and we are going to be talking today about um, mixed race marriages and different ways that we can sort of improve things in society so that it isn't maybe as big of a deal as some people think it might be. Um, Please welcome my sister, Alexandra, back to the show. Hi, everyone. It's good to be back. And um, so Alexandra and I are very close sisters, and we've got just a lot of similarities. One thing that we have in common is that we both are married to husbands who are different ethnicities than us. Um, My husband is from El Salvador, and you may know that already if you follow me at all and know anything about me on social media or on my blog. Um, And Alexandra's husband is from Haiti. So both of our husbands were born in different countries. Um, My husband, we now live in El Salvador, so we now live in his home country. And Alexandra's husband was born in Haiti, but moved to the United States when he was quite young. So even though he's Haitian, he did grow up in the United States for almost his entire life. So just as a little bit of a background there. Um, My husband did live in the United States for about 10 to 12 years, something like that. Um, which is where I met him. But then we now live, like I said, in El Salvador. So we've had parts of our marriage and our relationship in the United States and parts of it in El Salvador, as well as my kids have lived part of their lives in the United States and part of their lives in El Salvador, just as a little bit of a background um, to give a little bit of insight on some different things we're going to talk about today. Um, So Alexandra and I both have had just, you know, just different things happen in our marriages and in our relationships that some people who maybe are the same color or nationality as their spouse don't necessarily deal with. But overall, I would say that we're both very, very happy in our relationships. So we're going to talk a little bit about some of the things that we faced in our marriages, some things that people might think are a big deal, but we don't. And also how, um, just how society can sometimes impact our relationships and what people might perceive things to be when they're not exactly true. So to start us off, I'm going to ask Alexandra, when you and your husband were dating or when you guys started to get serious, did you face any type of um, difficulties with either your family or his family being unsupportive or kind of maybe not happy with you guys moving forward and being serious with each other because of your differences? Um, Well, I am fortunate and blessed enough to say no. Um, We really didn't face many difficulties with our families. Um, Both of our families, I think, kind of came from the same place as far as as long as this is a good person who loves you and they are a Christian that's what we care the most about. Um, Whether they're from another culture or their skin is a different color, that doesn't matter as long as they believe the same thing as you and they are good to you. 
then we will take them in and want them in our family, basically. <laughs> um, that being said, mm -hmm. from the beginning, when I met my mother-in-law, she from the first time I met her, she was like, oh, daughter, how are you? Like, she was so excited to meet me. And she like already wanted me to be like in the family before, like, I hardly even knew her. <laughs> um, and yeah. um, with my family, I met my husband at church. And so my family, who all goes to church with me, met him too. Um, and it was only a few months of us knowing each other before we actually started dating. Um, so my family kind of got to know him along the way as I got to know him. So by the time that I went to go and date him, they already knew who he was. They already approved of him. And um, yeah, we've thankfully never really had any issues. Um, there are like cultural differences and things, which I think we'll probably be touching in in a little bit or touching on in a little bit. Um, but uh, overall, really, there there wasn't any major issues and there was there's no discrimination or anything of that nature. So I'm so blessed to be in a family like that. And I'm so thankful that it goes both ways. Like my mm -hmm. mother-in-law and my my uh, husband's family loves and cares about me. And my family loves and cares about my husband. So um, it's just a really nice thing to not have to have the pressure of that and worry about that and have like tension or anything like that. We really, on a day-to-day, -day, don't struggle with anything like that, at least not coming from our families. Yeah. Yeah, I would say, I mean, thankfully, it was really quite similar for my husband and I, like Alexandra said, um, you know, my family was, they didn't really care that he was Hispanic. It was more about, you know, what does he believe? What, you know, I mean, obviously we were raised quite differently and there were some differences in, you know, between us um, that were, I think were really a lot more like cultural differences. Like Alexandra said, it wasn't really anything about we never felt like a big difference because of our skin colors. You know, it was definitely more because he was raised in a different country. Um, and his family also was really accepting of me. Um, I mean, I didn't meet my in-laws until after we were married. Um, and when I moved to El Salvador, but I know his mom was very happy when he said that he was getting married. It was never really an issue that I was American or that I was white. Um, I know his dad was a little bit more hesitant about it, mostly because he kind of thought that, you know, if, if my husband ever had to go back to El Salvador or was ever going to move back, that I would like be against going back there and wouldn't want to live there and would think it was like beneath me. Um, and those were some of his concerns, which, which I understand. I mean, they are genuine concerns. Um, but I think that in time when he saw that I did actually move here and come and live here, I think he was kind of like, oh, okay, I guess she really does like you, you know, love you, you know, really does love you and um, care about you and everything. And I don't think it was so much that he didn't want him to marry an American. It was more of like, be cautious because you don't want to marry someone who's going to end up like not wanting to stay with you if things get rough, you know? 
Um, so I can understand that it was more out of a place of concern than actually like a, a place of like prejudice, I think. Um, so yeah, I was very fortunate in that also, and my husband was too, that we really didn't have a lot of difficulties with our families at all. I mean, we've definitely along the years experienced both in the United States and in El Salvador. Um, people, I think more than saying people like disapprove of our relationship, I think it's more just people feed into stereotypes sometimes. So, you know, in the United States, he was maybe seen as one way, um, you know, people thinking, oh, he's only marrying you for a green card or, you know, rude things, rude comments that people will make um, when they're kind of ignorant and really just don't even know. And, you know, um, and then also in El Salvador, I think I faced a little bit of people sometimes making a, a stereotype kind of assumption about me that I'm American, I must be rich. I, you know, I'm white. I think I'm better than other people, or I think I'm better than the rest of the people here because I'm from the United States. And, you know, that's certainly not at all my feelings. And I think that once people get to know me, they can clearly tell that that's not true. But I think that sometimes people who don't know better or maybe have experienced uh, some kind of racism from other people from the United States or seen things on, unfortunately, the media can be really rough sometimes. And people see that here, you know, even if they're not in the United States, they can see what's going on. And so they are kind of being educated, unfortunately, with like this false idea of what it's like in America or what, you know, the generalization that everybody who's a certain race feels a certain way. Um, so I, I've definitely experienced that, you know, from time to time here. But again, overall, I would say that the majority of the people are just like, oh, you're married to an American, you know, that, that's kind of cool. I'm surprised she wanted to come and live here, you know. Um, but you know, every once in a while, like there's always someone who's got something to say, right? Like an aunt or some extended family person or something who sometimes can say things that are like a little bit harsh. But I think overall, like I said, we've been really blessed because we haven't had like a super hard time of trying to explain our relationship or justify our, our relationship. But I think also I know for myself and I know for you guys too, Alexandra, that even if we did have some of those situations, I feel like maybe they aren't even just like sticking out in my mind. Cause I know that there have been things, but they're just like not even sticking out in my mind because I don't really give any value to people's opinions that are mm -hmm. like negative. Like I'm very secure in my relationship. I love my husband. I know that we love each other and in the end, that's really all that matters. Like, no offense, but other people's opinion doesn't matter because most of the time it's not even accurate or true. And second of all, like, we've just really learned to like, look the other way on it and to like, not give it any significance, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and I know you've, you guys are kind of the same way that, you know, it's people are, people are going to say what they want to say. Unfortunately, people have opinions and they're not always accurate. And a lot of times people are just kind of uneducated on what things are actually like. So they only assume things, right? So would you say that there's ever been like a situation where you guys 
felt like somebody was almost like judging you or just kind of criticizing your relationship based on just the way you guys look or from because you're from different cultures instead of actually knowing you um, guys? Well, yeah, I would definitely say so. Um, so on average, I would say no. In New York, there's a lot of interracial relationships. It's not uncommon to see two people of two different races dating. It's not something like when I see it, I, it does. It's to a point where it doesn't even stick out in my mind. Like, oh, wow, there's an interracial couple. Like, it's just another couple in my head. Um, and so for a while, like, it really didn't seem like a big deal at all to me. I will say now um, that, like, the Black Lives Matter movement has been going on and it's been very vocal like you said, social media is portraying it one specific way. Um, and I do now more than ever, not in our personal marriage, but I do feel like there is more tension where it's like, I, I don't know, sometimes I feel like I'm being judged for, like, I can almost sometimes mm -hmm. feel like, oh, how dare you take one of one of my own away from me? Like that black man could have been with a strong black woman and you just took him away. Um, and vice versa. I know mm -hmm. that my husband has voiced that to me as well, where like with this whole black lives matter movement, sometimes he feels like people are judging him. Like, like how, how did you settle for something less than a black woman? Um, and it it is a very hard time right now because of course black people should be valued and i'm definitely not trying to belittle that um but with that being said i don't think that we should be limited to only being able to be with one race um and that goes vice versa for you know a black woman could be with a white man and a white woman could be with a black man and you know hispanic and asian and there's why are we put in a box yeah. of we can only date with inside our race and i think that a lot of times the pressure can come from our own race where it's like if you want to venture outside of your race you're almost a little bit hesitant because you feel like you're going to be judged by your own race um yeah so yeah, we never thought anything of it until more recently. I feel like we've felt a little bit more judged in some ways. Um, but still living in New York, it's something that we very rarely face someone coming to our face saying something. Um, however, mm -hmm. it does still exist. And even though it might not be coming to your face all the time, it, it still is there because... I will say there's been one prime example that I can say, and it's been more recently that um, I was speaking with a coworker who's Spanish and I was speaking in Spanish to them and they just automatically assumed that I must've been like, I don't know, either Puerto Rican or Colombian or something where there's lighter Hispanic people. And he was like, Oh, like what country are you from? What's your ethnicity? And I'm like, Oh no, I'm from the United States. I'm white. And he's like, Oh, so then where's your husband from? And I'm like, my husband's from Haiti. And he was like, Haiti. 
so he's black? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, oh, no, no, I, I don't like that. And it was like, it was literally this whole conversation was like such, I was dumbfounded because I've literally can honestly say that I've never experienced someone just straight coming at me. And it what he wasn't doing it in a real vulgar way, but he just was speaking his mind and saying some really terrible things. And I was like, wow, I guess you're racist. I literally said that to him because I was like, you know what? I don't even care at this point. I'm going to call you out on it. So you're racist. And he's like, yeah. oh, no, I'm not racist. But black people, uh, they don't do this and they do that. And But I'm not racist. And black people, blah, blah, blah. But I'm not racist. And he kept saying negative thing after negative thing about black people, which I'm not even going to repeat half the things that he said and followed it up with. But I'm not racist. Like, to try to, like, as if that justifies what he's saying. Um, and yeah. I was just, like, shocked that he felt this way and was saying these things. And then on top of it, he's he's saying, no, you, you shouldn't be marrying him. That's mixing blood. That's not good. I, I'm, I was just shocked. He's like, have you ever read the Bible? And I was like, Yes. And he's like, well, what does the Bible say about it? And I was like, it doesn't really say anything about it. And he, like, refused to believe that. And he was trying to um, justify what he was saying by saying that it was biblical. Which everything he had said up until that point was offensive. But that, like, offended me the most. Because I'm like, don't try to twist and turn the Bible and use the few verses that talk about separating races to try to twist it into saying that you can't marry that race because the verses that talk about those things are talking about them because they weren't Christians and they weren't of the same religion as them. And that is why God didn't want them to marry. It wasn't necessarily the culture or, or the race. It was marrying outside of the religion and that's what I basically said to him. I yeah. was like, what the Bible says is that you shouldn't be unequally yoked. You shouldn't be marrying someone who doesn't believe the same things as you. It never says anything about marrying someone who's a different color skin as you. And then he went on to be like, well, what are you going to do when you have kids? And I'm like, I have a son. <laughs> and what do you mean by that? What am I going to do? He's like, well, well what are you going to teach him? I'm like, I'm going to teach him that it's what's on the inside that counts. And um, if, if you are a good, moral, kind, loving person versus someone who is rude um, versus someone who is ju judging people racist. being racist, <laughs> I'm like, uh, I'm going to teach them mm -hmm. that it's what's on the inside that counts and that being a quality person is way more important yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, it is crazy because, yeah, there are those handful of verses, like you mentioned in the Bible, talking about, you know, not mixing with different kinds of people. But like you said, it was not mixing their practices and their worship of false gods and things like that. That was what was being talked about. It wasn't about because their color is darker than yours or whatever, you know, you're it was because their 
you know, their culture was very much based on the worship of like pagan gods and different, um, different religions than what God's chosen people were to be doing at the time. So, you know, it was never said like straight out, you can't mix blood. It was more don't mix the religions because it's not going to work. You know, you're, you have to be one religion or the other. You can't make it into something else, you know, and that's where that, you know, comes from. And for someone to use those things, yeah, and try to use the Bible to justify it, I think would be really hard because as a Christian, you know, when you see some, when you see anybody twisting God's word for one thing, it's like a red flag. That's like, this is, this is scary because they're using God's word to push, push like a false agenda. Um, but also when someone uses God's word to try to like say that you're in the wrong, when you truly believe that you are not wrong, um, it's like very frustrating because how do you argue with that when their idea of what a Christian should be and your idea of, you know, knowing what a Christian truly is are two different things. And then to try to make that, you know, to not have them judging not only your relationship, but also your relationship with God, that's a tough thing. Um, so I give you credit for being as graceful in that moment as you were, even though you were so offended and upset because yeah, well, second of all, I think it's really funny, not funny, like in a laughing way, but I mean, funny as like ironic that somebody would be literally like spewing out all these racist comments and then saying, but I'm not racist, but I'm not racist. If you have to keep telling over and over, like reminding yourself that you're not racist, like Sometimes times there are people who genuinely think that like, I'm not racist because I like all kinds of people and that's fine, but I just don't think that they should mix. And that's another, that's like a whole nother type of situation. I'm again, I'm not saying that that's the opinion of that man, but I think that there are people out there who, who genuinely are like, I don't mind different people. Like I like all different, you know, everybody's God's creation. But then when they find out that you're mixing your, you know, cultures and your races, that's when they have an issue. Kind of like you were saying, like, there are people who are like, you know, you shouldn't have taken away someone from our, you know, culture. Or there are people who are like, you know, why are you settling for this? Or why, you know, why are you trying to make, like, why are you trying to make it like you're so good because you married somebody outside of your race or whatever? Like, there's just a lot of people who have really opinionated ideas on different things. And another thing that you said, and I think is really true, is that I think sometimes, like, it's ironic because it it can be our own nation, like our own nationality or our own race, kind of almost judging us more, like. I mean, like I said, there are times here where I have felt people kind of like looking at me a little bit differently or kind of judging me before they got to know me. But overall, I don't think that many people have an issue with the fact that I'm American. Maybe it's just the circles that I'm in. But overall, I would say I'm pretty much accepted. I mean, it's it's helpful that I have darker hair, darker eyes. I mean, I I can get away with kind of passing for a very light-skinned Hispanic person until I start talking. <laughs> then they're like, oh, wow, you're American. But, um, you know, but that is helpful sometimes that, 
you know, in situations where people might be looking at me a little bit badly, they don't always necessarily notice it right away. Um, but I think when we were in the United States, I almost feel like there was more judgment of my husband and me being married, but like me choosing to be with him um, because it was like, why would you choose someone who's an immigrant or why would you choose someone, you know, who, you know, whatever the stereotype or the thoughts of what Hispanic people might be in the United States, you know, oh, he's clearly illegal. He's clearly just using you, you know, he's clearly this, that, and the other thing. And I'm like, you don't even know like him or our situation or whatever. And so, yeah, I think it's just like frustrating because people have a lot of assumptions or they just kind of were like, oh, I mean, I've even heard it like, to be honest, like I've heard people even say like, oh, I guess she couldn't find like a white guy. Meaning like, oh, you just settled for, you know, somebody who was an immigrant because you couldn't get a white boyfriend. And like, I was just really shocked when I heard that, but also like really hurt. Like the fact that number one, you think that you're above right. him because he came from a different country. Number two, like, you know what I mean? Like, that's just crazy blows my mind that people think that because of where someone's born, you know, I want to get into now talking a little bit about kids and about having mixed kids and what this person said to you. But also, this is something that I have four kids, you know, um, and my kids are getting a little bit older. And it's something that I've really tried hard. My husband and I have tried really hard to always remind our kids that you, number one, whether you're in the United States or whether you're in El Salvador, there are people who are who exist because this is a sinful world. There are people who exist who are not going to like you straight up because of your mom's white when you're from America and you think you're better, or there's going to be people who are in the U S who say you're kind of Brown, you know, you're from a poor country. You're probably in a gang, you know, this and that there are people on both sides who are going to make generalizations based on your skin color, on where you're from, on all these things, because my kids are really, they're mixed, you know, they're mixed ethnicity, but they're really mixed as being like having yeah. one foot in the U.S. and one foot in El Salvador. You know what I mean? We go back and forth a lot. We're, they're very, they're, both cultures are so huge in their lives. The American life and then the Salvadorian life and culture and things here. So we really try to like have them appreciate and love both of those cultures and like celebrate both of those cultures, but also kind of to like teach them that just be confident in who you are in Christ and not worry about pleasing everybody else. Cause you're never going to please everybody in America. You're never going to please everybody in El Salvador. And if people have those assumptions about you, just prove them wrong. You know, if they think that because you're Brown, that you're illegal and this and that, and you're no good, prove them wrong. Show them that people from El Salvador are hardworking, kind people, you know, very warm and friendly people show them that let like change their mindset and show them that. And if, if people here think that, Oh, you know, Americans think they're better than everybody and they're, you know, they all have a ton of money and that's all they care about is money. Show them that that's not true. Show them that you're just as humble and that you're, you know, you care about people and you love people and you aren't judging anyone based on 
how much money they have or what their house looks like or any of those things, you know, and to just always love people, not because of the way they look or anything else, but because they're a child of God made in God's image. And that I think is like something so important that we've really been trying to teach our kids because there are people who aren't going to love them and accept them because they are mixed or because they're from one country or another. And I mean, you've got a young son now and he's got a black dad and a white mom and he's somewhere in between and he's just the cutest little thing. And it, it drives me crazy that somebody would even say something negative about number one, a baby, number two, like some, a baby that's just this beautiful little child that, you know what I mean? It's just so perfect in so many ways. And yet they're going to criticize him because of the way his parents look, you know? So it's just crazy to me. Like, what are, do you feel like as, especially right now, because like you said, there are so many different things going on, especially in the U S thankfully right now we're in El Salvador. So we're, we're avoiding all those things altogether right now being here. But, um, do you feel, especially with like the climate in the U S that you have like more concerns about your son Malachi, like growing up when he gets older, or are you guys just kind of like, you know what, we we're going to give him a strong foundation. He'll um, be fine. I like, would, or are you somewhere? I in would between? say I'm definitely somewhere in between. Um, obviously we plan to give him a strong foundation, but mm -hmm. I think, um, when I first got pregnant, we were like, Hey, cool. We're having a baby. And then a few months into my pregnancy, that's when the black lives matter movement got really big and the whole George Floyd situation happened and everyone was saying their view, their political standpoint, what they think on the matter. And all of a sudden it was very much like we are bringing a mixed kid into this world. And the way it, the world seemed a few months ago and the way it seems now are two total different things. Um, obviously all that mm. stuff has kind of quieted down now. Um, but that, not to say that that's putting an end to any of this and it hasn't put an end to racism. Um, so I do think that it is always right. going to be something that's going to be a struggle in our personal family, my husband, me and my son, there is no tension. There is no real like concern about our skin or whatever. Um, yeah, there's some cultural differences, but they're for the most part, they're like fun um learning new new music new food new whatever uh languages like it's not really anything that's a struggle yeah. to our relationship and um yeah like i said in our family there's really no tension or problems it's really once we step foot out of the house that we come across these issues um i who knows malachi is his own person so how he is going to struggle i don't know yet um, I'm assuming what's probably going to happen is that he won't really even think anything of it until he's maybe like in his teen years. And, um, then it might kind of become like, who do I identify with? And this is where, this is something that I personally have even struggled with in the past. And I'm white. I, I, I'm not even, you know, part black or part hispanic or anything else i'm just a white person um but 
I feel like even though we want to fight for equality, people want to put every single race in a box. You have to act this way because you're white. You can't listen to this kind of music because you're white. You can't wear this kind of clothes because you're white. You can't act that way because you're black. Black people act this way. And I just feel like to an extent, I understand about like, you know, you don't want to offend another culture or anything like that. And I totally agree with that stuff. But at the end of the day, I don't, oh, I personally don't fit the white cookie cutter, you know, here I am with my, I'm not necessarily always a Karen, you know, Karen. I, I mean, sometimes <laughs> I am, <laughs> but, but, you know, I'm not sit, standing there like, um, <laughs> with a pearl necklace and a cardigan, you know, making a pie or like a casserole or something like, I don't fit this like white movie stereotype person. I, I'm my own person. And, you know, I like this kind of food. I like that kind of music. Like I, I, a little bit over here, a little bit over there. Like I don't always feel like I have to fit into this box of what a quote unquote white person is. And so that is something that I've struggled with personally, because I don't always feel like I am allowed to, the world won't allow me to act the way or like enjoy the things I want to enjoy because then I'm stepping out of my white box. And so I worry about my son yeah. because I yeah. think being of mixed race, it's going to be like, well, you have to either act white or you have to act black and you have to pick one or the other and um you're either one or the other and and then and then there's also the fact of there there's always going to be teasing like if he's in a setting with a bunch of black people they could be like oh well that comes from your white side or you know what i mean and i i think that when he's a little bit older and more aware of these things this is where it's yeah. going to become like a struggle for him but how we are planning to raise our kids it is, you know, there, you don't have to, you know, be like, well, I'm black, so I can only like um, basketball and hip hop and, or whatever the case may be, you know, I want to teach them that you can like the things you want to like. Yeah. And if you don't like something, that's fine, too. Like, just be your own personal self. It doesn't have to be one or the other. And you can enjoy both sides. And that's that. Um, and then I want to add what you said with mm -hmm. um, being made in the image of God. Um, so, yes, God made cultures and there's a lot of them. And I think that they're fun and I think that they're great. And I think it it, it makes life not boring. You know, it's it makes it interesting and I think they should be appreciated and celebrated yeah. and it's enjoyable and fun. But at the end of the day, God said, we are made in the image of God, not Hispanic people are made in the image of God. White people are made in the image of God. No, we are all made in the image of God. And he, in that sentence, there's no talk about race or culture or anything else. So even though we have these other races and cultures and they were made by him, I feel like maybe the reason that he doesn't touch on those when he says we were made in the image of God 
is because that is not what is the number one importance and what maybe that wasn't God's emphasis for our life. You know, we are children of God at the end of the day. We're all different shades and tones of skin. We all have different hair color, eye color, you know, different features that just tend to go more with a certain ethnicity. We are so varied in how we look Mm -hmm. and yet we're all made in the image of God. So it's kind of saying that, you know, the image of God is far more than what we look like with our skin colors, Mm -hmm. with our appearance, you know, just our physical appearance. You know, there's so much more to it than just our skin color or our, the shape of our eyes or, you know, the texture of our Mm -hmm. hair. You know what I mean? Like there's just so much more to it as far as being in God's image than just that physical appearance of what we look because otherwise how would that even work? Right. Because there's so many different like variations for my kids. Like they don't even think about it at all. Like they're still, you know, fairly young, but my older kids are getting a little bit older, but they still truly don't really think. And I know sometimes people say you shouldn't be like colorblind. Like you should recognize different races and appreciate it. And I wouldn't say that it's that my kids don't appreciate different kinds of people or whatever, but they just like are so used to being around a lot of different types of people that it's just that they don't even think of it as a thing. You know what I mean? They might be like, oh, you know, your husband, Tonta Wendy, they call him like Tonta Wendy. He's a little more darker brown than us. And, you know, our our dad's a little bit darker than us and we're darker than our mom. And, you know, and even between my four kids, they are all different shades of brown to white in between. Um, but they just like don't really think of it as being a thing. Why should I mean, it be a thing? it's just, That's thing. you know, like, I mean, <laughs> and I, I, when there's not a big emphasis put on it and it's just kids being kids, they don't even really notice it. Like it's not even a big deal. And then a lot of times it isn't until we get older that, and we hear what society is saying or all these different things. That's when all of a sudden it kind of becomes a big thing. Like you're saying, like making that mountain out of a molehill. Like, of course it's important to recognize different, you know, ethnicities. And, and of course, like, like you said, I love celebrating different kinds of people and learning about their food and listening to their kinds of music and just seeing what it's like. I think it's kind of neat how God made so many different types of people and different types of things. I've loved as much as there are times that I'm like, it's so hard living in El Salvador. I hate being away from my family. One thing that I have loved about my time living here is like learning about this culture and just embracing it and their traditions and their food and when they eat certain foods and how it's just different from what we do, you know, growing up in a, in a family that was Italian on one side and Dutch on one side and the things that we did, our traditions and our foods and the things we did, how they were totally different. And then yet how there's some things that Mm -hmm. are so alike, you know, because we're still just people, you know, and just in the end, it's like, it's just not even like as important as, our society wants us to think it is. Cause like, if you just put a bunch of kids in a room together, unless they've been taught otherwise, most of the time, they're just going to see another kid who's their age 
and be like, oh, I'll play with them. You know what I mean? I can't tell you how many times we've been in like a doctor's waiting room where they're like one of my kids will spot like a kid who's around their age who has maybe like a toy that they have at home or whatever. And we'll just like go up to they couldn't care less if this child is black, if they're Asian, if they're Hispanic, if they're white, they couldn't care less. All they know is that that kid has a toy that I like and I have that at home. I'm going to go tell them about it and ask them if what's their favorite episode of Paw Patrol. You know what I mean? Like it could be anything. And my kids couldn't care less. It, most times kids really don't even care. They just want to have a friend. They just want to have someone to play with, to talk to. And it's not an issue until they grow up and they see that society has made an, a big issue. And that's when it starts they see how much adults are separating and dividing on things. And that's when they all of a sudden start to second guess, oh, am I not allowed to be friends with this person? Should I not love that person who looks different than me? You know, and it's just so sad, I think, that our kids lose that innocence, you know, that not our kids, but in general, that kids lose that innocence over time. And I wish we could just, as a society, like come together and work together to just see our differences and appreciate them, but not let them be something that separates us. You know what I mean? We hope that you have really enjoyed our talk today and that you will join us the next time on the sister sessions. We hope that you've enjoyed today's episode. Be sure to check out all the links that we mentioned in today's podcast. For more information on marriage coaching, marriage support, and Christian marriage advice, check out RestoreMore.com.